Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4, Podcast 101, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Poets Corner. It is from Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, Canto 2B, Episode 5. Podcast 101 is entitled, Fidesza. In the previous podcast, number 96, the Red Cross Knight and the Dwarf abandon Una. In his very next adventure, he encounters Duessa, which means false, and Sansfoy, her lover, which means faithless. The Red Cross Knight kills Sansfoy, and Duessa changes her name to Fidessa, true, and deceives the Red Cross Knight. This episode begins with a battle between the Red Cross Knight and Sansfoy. Sansfoy is one of three brothers, Sansfoy without faith, Sansjoy without joy, and Sansloy without law all of whom the Red Cross Knight must conquer to achieve holiness. However, he is deceived by Duessa. It is Duessa who commands Sansfoy to kill the Red Cross Knight. With fair disport and courting dalliance, she entertained her lover all the way. But when she saw the knight, his spirit advanced. She soon left off her mirth and wanton play and bade her knight address him to the fray. His foe was nigh at hand. He pricked with pride and hope to win his lady's heart that day. Sansfoy is in love with Duessa and will do anything she commands him to do. He charges the Red Cross Knight. Forth spurred fast, down his courser side, the red blood trickling stained the way as he did ride. The Knight of the Red Cross, when him he spied, Spurring so hot with rage dispiteous, Gan fairly couch his spear and towards ride. The following description of the battle symbolizes the battle between good and evil. The Red Cross Knight represents holiness. Sansfoy represents faithlessness. All the battles fought by the Red Cross Knight symbolize two things. One, evil in a fallen world inspired by Satan. And two, the battle within himself. The Red Cross Knight must overcome his own weaknesses. The following scenes in Canto 2 brilliantly show the wiles of Satan. Remember, the Red Cross Knight, tricked by false dreams, has abandoned Una, who represents truth, leaving him very vulnerable. The Red Cross Knight immediately recognizes Sansfoy's evil and therefore fights with all his might. He kills Sansfoy. However, following the battle, he is entirely deceived by Duessa. He believes all of her cunning lies. She represents falsehood and has only one goal in mind, to destroy the Red Cross Knight for killing her lover. If Una had been with him, she would have unmasked Duessa immediately. Soon meet they both, both fell and furious, that daunted with their forces hideous, their steeds do stagger, and amazed stand, and eke themselves too rudely rigorous, astonied with the stroke of their own hand. Do but rebut, and each to other yield land. 
and when two rams stirred with ambitious pride fight for the rule of the rich fleeced flock, their horned fronts so fierce on either side do meet, that with the terror of the shock astonished both, stand senseless as a block forgetful of the hanging victory. So stood these twain, unmoved as a rock, both staring fierce and holding idly the broken relics of their former cruelty. The Sorzen, sore daunted with the buff, snatcheth his sword, and fiercely to him flies, who well it wards, and quieteth cuff with cuff. Each other's equal puessence envies, and through their iron sides with cruel spies does seek to pierce. Repining courage yields no foot to foe. The flashing fireflies, as from a forge out of their burning shields, and streams of purple blood, new dyes the verdant fields. The enraged Sarazen, with a last violent charge, goes in for the kill, but he is under a curse. Sansfoy had been forewarned not to fight the Red Cross Knight, but because of his love for Duessa, he overrules his reason and fights with fury. Curse on that cross, quoth then the Sorazen, that keeps thy body from the bitter fit. Dead long ago I wot thou hadst been, had not that charm from thee forewarned it. But yet I warn thee now, assured sit, and hide thy head. Therewith upon this crest with vigor so outrageous he smite, that a large share of it hewed out of the rest and glancing down his shield from blame him fairly blessed. Who thereat, wondrous wroth, the sleeping spark of native virtue gan eftsoons revive. Sansfoy is outmaneuvered. The Red Cross Knight with one last stroke cuts off Sansfoy's head. And at his haughty helmet-making mark so hugely stroke that it the still did arrive and cleft his head. He tumbling down alive with bloody mouth his mother earth did kiss. Greeting his grave, his grudging ghost did strive with the frail flesh. At last it flitted is, whether the souls do fly of men that live amiss. Duessa, Sansfoy's lover, fearing for her life, immediately changes sides and pretends to be the victim of the unwanted advances of Sansfoy when in reality it was she who seduced Sansfoy and commanded him to kill the Red Cross Knight, her greatest enemy. He represents holiness, she represents pure evil in the form of Babylon. Like Archimago, who assumes different shapes, she transforms herself from duessa, duality or deceit, to fidessa, fidelity or faithfulness. She becomes a wolf in sheep's clothing. The lady, when she saw her champion fall like the old ruins of a broken tower, stayed not to well his woeful funeral, but from him fled away with all her power. The Red Cross Knight pursues her, apparently with the intention to kill her. After all, she was cavorting with the evil sans boy, and the Red Cross Knight assumed correctly that Babylon too must fall. Duessa is the one described by John. Revelation seventeen one through 6 And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, 
I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication, and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. However, having abandoned Una, the Red Cross Knight, when he confronts the beautiful Duessa up close, was not prepared for her cunning deceit. Who after her, as hastily gan scour, bidding the dwarf with him to bring away the Saracen shield, sign of the conqueror. Her soon he overtook, and bad to stay, for present cause was none of dread, her to dismay. Duessa, feigning humility, begs the Red Cross Knight for mercy and tearfully pretends to have been a victim when in actual fact it was she that commanded Sansfoy to attack the Red Cross Knight. Sansfoy fought out of love for Duessa. He was afraid of the Red Cross Knight because an ancient curse warned him not to fight or he would be destroyed. Duessa counterfeits her feelings and lies shamelessly. Rueful means remorseful, self-effacing, and repentant, traits that Duessa could counterfeit but never feel. She, turning back with rueful countenance, cried, Mercy, mercy, sir, vouchsafe, to show on silly dame, subject to hard mischance, and to your mighty will. Her humblest low in so rich weeds and seeming glorious show did much immove his stout heroic heart, and said, Dear dame, your sudden overthrow much rueth me, but now put fear apart, and tell both who ye be, and who that took your part. Duessa is the whore of Babylon, yet she presents herself as a woman of royal birth in virtue who has been terribly wronged. She tells the Red Cross Knight that she is the daughter of a great emperor, engaged to be married to the only heir of a mighty king. Melting in tears, then gan she thus lament, The wretched woman whom unhappy hour hath now made thrall to your commandment, before that angry heaven list to lower, and fortune false betray me to your power, was, and what now availeth that I was, born the sole daughter of an emperor. He that the wide west under his rule has, and high have set his throne, where Tiberius doth pass. He, in the first flower of my freshest age, betrothed me unto the only heir of a most mighty king, most rich and sage. Was never prince so faithful and so fair, was never prince so meek and debonair, but ere my hope day of spousal shone. My dearest Lord fell from high honor's stare into the hands of his accursed phone, 
and cruelly was slain. That shall I ever moan. Of course, it is all a lie. In her tale, her prince having been killed and his body hid away, she falsely claims that she unsuccessfully searched the world over for his corpse. The gullible Red Cross Knight, enthralled by her pretended humility and worldly beauty, believes every word. His blessed body, spoiled of lively breath, was afterward, I know not how, conveyed, and from me hid, of whose most innocent death when tidings came to me, unhappy maid, oh, how great sorrow my sad soul assayed. Then forth I went, his woeful corpse to find, and many years throughout the world I strayed, a virgin widow whose deep wounded mind with love long time did languish as the stricken hind. Her story is absurd to any rational creature. But for her to convince the Red Cross Knight that she was a virgin when he had just witnessed her lustful play with Sans Foy shows how smitten the Red Cross Knight is. However, remember that this is the age of chivalry. The three brothers, Sans Foy, without faith, Sans Loy, without law, and Sans Joy, without joy, represented the lawless world they lived in. The only protection women had was the Knight's Code of Honor. It was the only law of the land. King Arthur represents the best that is in all knights. The Red Cross Knight represents holiness, just one of the many virtues of King Arthur. King Arthur is a very Christ-like figure. The Red Cross Knight would, by his very nature, protect Duessa, whom he viewed as a damsel in distress. However, without Una, he could not discern her true evil nature. Therefore, his own code set him up for a mighty fall, showing how Satan uses misplaced virtue as a way of destroying the best of knights. Duessa claims that on chance she met Sans Foy, who forced her to join him and kept her captive, but she declares that she kept her virtue, when in fact it was she that seduced Sans Foy. Even though he had been forewarned of the Red Cross Knight, for the love of Duessa he anxiously engaged in the battle that cost him his life. At last it chanced this proud Sorazin to meet me wandering, who perforce me led with him away but yet could never win the fort that ladies hold in sovereign dread. There lies he now with foul dishonor dead, who whilst he lived was called proud Sansfoy, the eldest of the three brethren, all three bred of one bad sire, whose youngest is Sans Joy, and twixt them both was born the bloody bold Sans Loy. She begs the Red Cross Knight to show her pity. The Red Cross Knight is smitten by her beauty, so it has come full circle. The Red Cross Knight, because of his own salacious dreams, accused the true Una of being a wicked harlot, now falls under the spell of the Whore of Babylon. In this sad plight, friendless, unfortunate, now miserable, I, Fidessa, dwell, craving of you in pity of my state, to do none ill, if please ye not. Do well. Though her true name is Duessa, which means false, she presents herself as Fidessa, meaning true. She is the counterfeit of Una. But in her lying disguise, the Red Cross Knight, devoid of Una, whom he abandoned, cannot discern between good and evil, truth and lies, virtue and vice. He follows evil, thinking he is doing good. He in great passion all this while did dwell, more busying his quick eyes her face to view, then his dull ears to hear what she did tell, and said, Fair lady, 
heart of flint would rue the undeserved woes and sorrows which ye shew. Henceforth in safe assurance may ye rest, having both found a new friend you to aid, and lost an old foe that did you molest. Better new friend than an old foe is said, with change of cheer the seeming simple maid. Duessa, now called Fidessa, plays her part well. She is coy, pretending to be virtuous. She holds the Red Cross Knight firmly in her trap. Let fall her eyes as shamefast to the earth, and yielding soft in that she not gainsaid. So forth they wrote, he feigning seemingly mirth, and she coy looks, so dainty they say, maketh desire. Please join us next Monday as we continue with Spencer's epic poem, The Red Cross Knight. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.